0: Welcome to episode 519 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat.
2: Happy Tuesday, fellow Diamond players.
0: A happy Tuesday, indeed. Welcome to the Lofty Heights. Um, yeah, we've got a, a rather short show. So this is, guys, this is going to be the Arcane episode. Um, we've got a new patron, a little bit of Cast news, a smidge of new news that'll be fun to talk about um we'll have a an ad read from our sponsor manscape we'll talk about a couple a thrice amount of stories um then we'll do arcane and close it out with roundtable and emails uh Adrian, how was your week, My
1: week was a nightmare <laughs> oh boy um so i've been having some minor computer issues like if you noticed on the show a couple weeks ago um uh, there might've been some beeping cause that's my web- webcam disconnecting a hundred times and my mic disconnecting a hundred times. Um, which I was like, Oh, I have USB issues, right? Whatever, whatever fi- fixed it. I moved all my USBs to different ports. Then my webcam was still not working. So I'm like, okay, I still have USB issues. It's an issue. I'll just update all my USB drivers. Okay. Why can't I update my USB drivers? They would always <laughs> error out. Huh? I guess I should install windows updates cause I haven't done a windows update in like two years. Um, so <laughs> I go to install windows update. I can't install windows updates. I'm like, huh, this is strange. Um, <laughs> i may I'll, okay i'll reinstall windows oh i can't reinstall windows okay that's weird oh boy i guess i'll do a complete fresh install like completely uninstall everything uh do that he can't do that um <laughs> because the last version of windows that i was on uh there was a bug that the software the the update didn't work with um like uh Multiple updates in a row. So like Microsoft has a system that if you you're a couple updates behind, they'll do all of them at the same time for you. Mm. And the current version that I was on had a bug where it didn't, wouldn't work. So I was so far behind on updates that none of them would install. Nothing would install. All my shits broken. Uh, so I had to go through hours of fucking tech support. This is already after twelve hours of trying to fix it myself. Jesus. Um, and they just made a manual install file of all the things. I didn't what have, the and fuck? they installed them one by one on my computer uh, to fix it, and then I had to reinstall Windows, and I'm finally fixed everything. So, wow, <laughs> it, dude, there was like actually like 18 hours of just trying to fix my computer, and this wow. is because my webcam would sometimes disconnect. <laughs> yep, yep, that's uh, wow,
2: man, that's I-, I feel like that's a, a lot of times how. At work, I'll, I'll find like one thing and I'll just keep <laughs> pulling on it and keep pulling on it. And I'm like, suddenly <laughs> I'm like, I don't 20 <laughs> cents. yeah, it's like the scene in Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know if you guys have seen with like, uh, how goes to fix a light bulb and he like goes to the closet yeah. to get the light bulb, and the shelf <laughs> mm-hmm. is like off level. And so he gets to yeah. find his screw and he like, just keeps going. And by the end, he's like replacing his car's engine and he's like, why aren't <laughs> you fixing the light bulb? What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, no, it, I, That show is fantastic, by the way. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Very good show. I need to rewatch
1: through that again. It's yeah, so it's good. fucking great. Either way, uh, that was a little bit of a nightmare. Everything's fixed, though. Uh, my computer just runs faster than it did before, so that's always good. I also oh, deleted, yeah. like, I mean, it made me kind of delete everything because I had to refresh install everything. Mm-hmm. So I have just all the bloatware and garbage that I had installed from years and years uh, is now gone off my computer. So <laughs> uh, we're pretty well back to uh regular smooth sailing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was kind of my week. Other than that, I played a little bit of league, not like a ton. I've been playing some Tom Kench support. He is fucking awful, uh, in every role other than playing in bottom lane as a carry. Um, wow. <laughs> cause if you're playing up top, he's just dog shit. Cause he doesn't have an E he's missing an ability. And if you're playing him support, you just don't have gold to play a warden like, mm-hmm. like you're supposed to, right? It's the problem that all like wardens have is like they're supposed to be tank initiators but also like peeling characters and you don't have the gold to do any of that um so i think he's like playable support he's like hard as fuck to play support it's more the fact that like his best role right now is carry with a support and i think i can play him with any support so i'm going to try to cue that for a couple of days and see how it goes huh maybe even without even without senna yeah, no, I think like uh is huh. the best support by far. Uh, even though yeah, the one yeah, game yeah. I played with her on stream, uh, we me and Sena went uh, three and twenty six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think I can play with him with Enchanters bottom, with Engage supports bottom, etc. And I just need to get con- convince people to play with me because in champions, like that's going to be an issue. Yeah get, yeah, get them to not dodge. Yeah, for I've sure, I've been that's having the biggest such, thing.
2: such a terrible time getting into games, man.
1: I think, I'd love to hear about your week if you want, because I'm pretty old on with mine, so.
2: Sure. Uh, I mean, on that initial topic, I think I think my average time to get into a game has been, like, over five minutes. Wow. Average. Yeah. And then, like, I've had some break 15 minutes where it's, like, five-minute queue, dodge. Two-minute queue, mm-hmm. dodge. Three-minute queue, dodge. Five-minute queue, finally in the game. Um, yeah. It was, it was funny, yeah, because I... Uh, I would like, uh, somebody added me after a game, and we were just, like, chatting, and we both hit queue up together. And I think he was, like, 20 minutes into his game. And then I was just <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm just going to play a game of TFT instead. Because <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't get into Jesus. a game in, like, D4. Um, but, hey, I'm I'm D4 now. I uh, I made it through my my series. I think it was my fifth series.
1: Yeah. To... Dude, we... <laughs> Cold, like... <sighs> So I, it's not like I'm not going to flame you, but no, I think you. that you you ha, so I don't I don't think you're playing like overall that great, but like I feel so fucking bad for you that you had the three worst ways of losing your yeah. ranked series in a row. You went. Um, up two games uh, to lose three in a row. That's that's one of the worst ways to lose. And then mm-hmm. you went 0-3, which is the second worst way to lose a ranked series. And then you had the third worst way to uh, lose a ranked series, which is being down to, coming back to even, and then losing your fifth game. How did you have the three possible worst ways to lose a ranked <laughs> series in a row? Like, that must have fucking killed you.
2: <laughs> no, you see, Aiden, what you're, what you're describing is an average day of playing League of Legends, in my mind. Like, I... I I'm just used to it I guess like I I just that's miserable (laughs) I just expect it to be awful like I I expect no matter what lane I play that I'm gonna be camped and my jungle is not gonna know that there's a lane there like if Mm -hmm. I'm AD carry it's weak side bot side if I'm mid it's weak side mid if if I'm top it's weak side top no matter it's so funny
0: because that's that's exactly how I feel when I play with you (laughs) Colton yeah (laughs) that's that's I,
2: I I get that (laughs) <laughs> yeah um I, I think i mean i'm gonna keep going with mine and then i can answer yeah, that no you're them.
0: fine you're fine i was just i was just laughing yeah
2: um but it's it's wild especially when it's like the same jungler multiple mm-hmm. games in a row or like oh, yeah. you have that jungle one game where it's like you have a jungler on your team and like he never ganks mid once and he spends the entire game bot and the next game you like go top and he's on the enemy team and he's like suddenly he's a jungler who only goes topside and you're like what what the fuck happened why what, yeah. what is this and it's like it's even more frustrating because like i can get it when it's matchup dependent because like that's what really should determine like where that jungler is going is right yeah. like lane matchups and stuff it pisses me off so much when the jungle runs like four ganks bottom into jana Ezreal, and you're like dude okay they have a Victor mid with no flash. I'm a you Your Echo. He just dies. He yeah. just dies every single time if you walk here. But you're gonna keep trying to dive the Janna instead. It's it's yeah. awful. But uh, I've been playing fucking every role, every character as per usual. Um, yeah. It it's really frustrating playing control mages. I think still right now. Because again, like I don't know, I've I've been just doing like even or slightly ahead in lane, or you know, obviously losing lane in some games, but like all the shit around you just happens, and I feel like I don't impact a lot. Zeri I mean, seems relatively kind of weak blocked, right now. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, like, like I, the only real I would say strong control mage is probably like Victor, and in his like laning phase is weak, but he has like an insane like late game. Um, yeah, um, but
2: yeah, um, but I.
0: I I would like to suggest stop building tier. <laughs> I think that item <laughs> is fucking dog shit. It's so bad. I think for for like control mages that are like need to be higher damage
1: than mm-hmm. than I don't like. Also, like most characters don't are. have mana issues with Lost Chapter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but, I, I think that is something I've been really considering because like in my head it's still like tier is the scaling option for more damage Mm -hmm. late game yeah but that's not really the case right now because it's not you know you don't get the ap from it you just get more haste Mm -hmm. so i I probably do need to stop running that entirely
0: i I don't know if that would like change any of the outcomes of your game like probably not but it would definitely like help you come online sooner if you didn't have to spend like the 2600 Mm mm-hmm or whatever um, it is, I've, I've, I
1: do think that wait. in like this isn't a flame for you. This is just for League <laughs> players in general. Um, I think. Do you think people are very slow to adapt to everything in League of Legends? Um, mm-hmm, for sure. The biggest example that I've seen of this, Colton, is um, with the hex gates. It doesn't matter what fucking elo you're in. I see people at D one mm-hmm. not use hex gates. Oh yeah, like, yeah. My, your jungler will be like, I, I'm gonna path the blue, and they'll just not use the hex gate. Your support will yeah. be like, I'm gonna path the bottom. I'm not gonna use the hex. It's just so weird. It's like it's been out for like a couple months now at this point like Mm -hmm. it feels like you should have adapted
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm with you i think yeah league players in general are slow to adapt and i think i'm definitely in the slower variety In the fact that like i still play primarily like season four characters (laughs) um Mm -hmm. that being said um i did you know in a stream like a week and a half ago do some of the the 200 years characters that are stupidly overpowered and uh, i still believe that to be true i think my my fourth game of yone ever i went like 13 and 2 in a diamond rank game because the character is mm-hmm. easy as fuck and stupidly strong yeah. character's too strong you can't convince me otherwise now that i've played it mm-hmm. um I- i'm probably gonna play more because it's fun but he's way too strong in my opinion um
0: that's i mean that's fair i I, but at least you like had that you have that perspective of being able to play him or having yeah having had played him and uh like i I feel like even if even if it doesn't like change your mind maybe it'll help you like play into the character a little bit easier
2: yeah um, yeah, I, I that's did the have... best recommendation.
1: Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. Colton. Like, give us an example. Like, when you played as Yon, what were the? What was the one thing that you learned about him as like a weakness? Like that you can now exploit? Like, uh, pl- like when you play against him, you know what I mean? Like, Yone does have any weaknesses. That's the problem. <laughs> I legitimately like that. But like,
0: but even that's something, right? You're like, oh, okay. I couldn't. I can't be as aggressive as I thought I could be. You yeah. know, I, I yeah. I, have to respect I guess him the, even the, more. the thing
2: that I learned. I'd say that the one thing that I I think I really learned um his q his third q range for the knockup is further than i thought it was
1: it's pretty fucking long and
2: the duration of his e is longer than i thought it was that it goes like five or six seconds Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. which like i i knew it was ridiculous because you can like cast it starting under your mid tower dive them under their inhibitor and then teleport back just fine even though you're being suppressed uh, mm-hmm. because that's just what that character can do. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I also had a run-in with some fucking psychotic player, man. I think I got him in, like, three solo queue <laughs> games. And he is, he is wild. Yeah. But by, by the third one, he was just like, oh, look, it's the worst mid laner in NA. But the, <laughs> the, the thing that triggered him was, like, the first game we played together that pissed him off, I was playing support, and... It was after he had died solo mid, I roamed mid with our, the jungler and we killed the, the mid laner and then we cleared the enemy's wave under turret so it would reset to neutral. <laughs> and so me killing the three ranged minions there equated in his head to 600 gold in a two level deficit, which is yeah. why he couldn't win mid is because I fucked his lane. Mm, like he kept he kept referencing like look at the vod look at the vod 600 gold 600 gold down because of this zillion fucking my waves (laughs) i (laughs) do think that
1: um like people are very quick to like act like a small things lose the game where you're like once again it's the whole vacuum state thing right like in a vacuum yeah your jungler like breaking a freeze or whatever in theory, could lose you the lane, but it's never fucking like I'm playing like master here, oh, yeah. low grand master games, dude. So my jungler fucking the wave, or me losing, like dying to my lane or whatever. That doesn't lose the game, like ever. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And so I know later in the day he was jungling and I was mid, and like he fucked my freeze <laughs> twice, and I was like, man, this jungler shit. And I didn't recognize his name at that point. And then later <laughs> in the game he started flaming me as the reason we lost, even though I think I solo killed their Mazahar four times and was up their mm-hmm. ECS. But it was my fault <laughs> we were losing. Um, but I was just, like, this whole time I was like, man, this dragon has no idea, like, how macro works. Because he, he was playing Kiana and I'm like, like, I don't, what what did this person play before Kiana? Because, like, his mechanics are fine, but, like, he doesn't understand jungle pathing, he doesn't understand macro, he doesn't understand wave management, like what, what yeah. did he play before this that he was you Support. know able to get to diamond without any of that
0: yumi i'll tell you what yeah
2: <laughs> yeah uh so that guy's crazy i can't wait to get matched up with him again hopefully on the enemy team but i'll yeah. i'll cut my week off there and hand it over to you nick
0: uh speaking of yumi i've been playing the best character in league of legends <laughs> i hate you uh, so much <laughs> i'm currently 6-0 on yumi and uh guess who cares not me um has your girlfriend the champ,
2: responded to the fact that you no longer have a soul
0: she hasn't actually she huh. she has no idea but um, it's... does she know that you're less attractive <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so um but i i don't know like the the character is just really strong i don't see why i should handicap myself by playing characters that are we- uh, weaker uh i don't feel bad so whatever that's um that's the most
1: important thing for sure
0: yeah i i so i think my plan aiden uh you you asked me if i was going to keep playing yumi i think i'm going to play yumi until it doesn't work uh and then after that i don't know what's going to happen but in the meantime i think this is a time where i'm going to spend try to spend some time actually figuring out how to play other characters and other roles uh, on my smurf so maybe we'll get a little uh solo lane samira going maybe uh i i still want to learn fiora so maybe a bit of that but it uh, should be
2: fun. So, are you gonna um, when you're learning characters like on your Smurf? Are you gonna be doing that while you play solo? Q, yeah, as probably Yumi? because you don't. really. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> the
0: it's the it's the way to be most efficient, right? Yeah, so you just have I two, can, two computers I can, set up side yeah, by side. Yeah, I mean, I can double my I can double my league output mm-hmm. uh, by playing um, Yumi and another character. Although, if I played Yumi on my Smurf, then I could just. I I could go infinitely. You know, I could have an infinite number of clients open playing League mm-hmm. of Legends, playing Yumi for I don't know, whatever LP, and then I could just maximize the, the amount of LP I'm gaining. Nice. That's that's pretty that's pretty smart. <laughs>
2: I'm imagining Nick in a room just like every wall set up with computers and just runs by and presses W on each one as he goes around in a circle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just press E and that's it. Okay, sorry, e. That's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. Do you even play the game? <laughs> not Yumi that's funny yeah. uh but uh but yeah i mean otherwise uh i don't know if i've done too much um i, I think that's about it so i guess uh, we'll get into the show um shout out to randy J for uh being our new our newest patron thank you so much we appreciate it a bunch enjoy that extra content uh it have any lead cast news
1: uh other than the fact that we're about to record our um new patron episode we're gonna record that and have it up by the end of the month uh we're just gonna be talking about the characters that got released last year uh be sure to tune in for that um if you're if you are currently a patron though we did our Z episode um last month it actually goes live on our youtube for people who aren't patrons but if you are you can if you're a patron you can watch it on our uh patreon uh right now for one dollar
0: hell yes um awesome let's jump into the new news guys chemtech drake is gone
1: question mark this is crazy this yeah. is actually like insanity
0: quinn yeah <laughs> quinn
2: saw it while we were playing the other day and he was so happy
0: so uh riot came out and said hey no one likes this so we're disabling it uh and it's pretty much been meant by everyone praising them uh because it does seem like yeah. a very riot games thing to say like okay no one likes it but also fuck yourself Yeah, it's
2: it's a very Riot Games thing to do that, but it's also very much a League of Legends community thing to respond to a change like this and say, like, fuck you, Riot. It's like, we (laughs) saw that 85% of the player base disliked this thing, so we removed it. Fuck you, Riot, pandering to us. You're dumb. We're dumb. Why'd you listen to us?
1: I don't know. It feels like the last couple times they've been very responsive to player feedback on various issues. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just excited for the next time that they're not and people to say that they never listen. <laughs> yeah, for,
0: it'll be such a good example to say, no, no one liked this and, and everyone removed it. Yeah, and it um, seems
2: like it's just a temporary, like, we're turning it off until we find a better way to do it. Because the current thing with the revive is is not good.
0: It yeah. sounded a little more semi-permanent than that. Um mm-hmm. I think they obviously recognized, yeah, this is bad. Uh, but I, I think they also recognize, like, we don't have an immediate way to fix it. So let's just get rid of it. <laughs>
1: The weird thing is, is I think more people had an issue with the actual rift than the um, soul. Like, I I think Mm -hmm. most players have gotten to the point now uh, with a couple years of souls um, Mm -hmm. that we understand they're strong and they feel broken, but all of them feel broken. Um, And yes, Kintak's, like, strong, but, like... They're supposed to end the game.
2: And, 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 yeah, yeah. souls are harder to get, require more, like, effort. And I think the other thing is always that, like... (laughs) a soul doesn't happen every game right but Mm -hmm. the the map effect does and then souls are just so much easier to tune right where Mm -hmm. it's like okay you can i guess adjust the amount of movement speed that somebody gets when it's a wind soul right yeah like are you can and you know change but like you don't you can't really change the the actual terrain patch to patch so it's it's tougher to balance those things
1: yeah, they just need to find something that's, like, more fun is, like, the reality. Because yeah. everyone everyone thinks hex gates are, like, even if you find them, like, like strong and, like, annoying, they're still fun to use. Like, they're an enjoyable addition to the game, right? Whereas Chemtech, I would say, on a surface level, it is annoying that you can't ward your jungle and whenever you walk in you can die and i mm-hmm. think that if we had a year of chemtech i think the meta around chemtech would change a lot i think because right now the whole idea is that if you're the defending team uh, like losing team and you're defending against a team invading you and you have chemtech soul you can't ward your own jungle for like them invading you right but yeah the reality is in one year's time Why wouldn't people start just like setting up in your own jungle because they don't have vision either? You know what I mean. And getting picks, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can definitely like turn stuff like that on its head. But if on surface, like if on the surface level, that many people dislike the idea, then it's probably the right decision to get rid of it.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And I think there's other things, right? Like obviously where certain characters had to be adjusted to compensate. That that starts opening a path. That there's a lot more work for Riot, where it's like, okay, we have to have this character work either differently always or depending on the drake Mm -hmm. um i mean like ringar was really the only one huge one but if you have to start doing a lot of changes to characters like that that can be really frustrating from a design standpoint where it's like oh great there's this new dragon soul now we need to make sure it doesn't bug out 18 other characters
1: yeah, it's crazy that they didn't even consider Ren'gar like for it though. Like, I feel like it's yeah, a the, very huh. easy thing to <laughs> just or think about. you know
0: maybe they did and they just didn't consider how neutered the character would be, um, which is kind of a, a a bad thing in and of itself. You know, um, maybe it was yeah.
2: separate teams and one of the teams was like, oh yeah, you'll be able to see Soul and Draft, and that just never came through. And maybe that's still <laughs> coming, one day.
0: Maybe. <laughs>
1: i I, it's crazy that it's not in the game i feel like it just is such an easy thing well obviously it's an easy implementation for them it's more the fact that like uh, it's once again the like they cater to casual players which i understand but i don't think casual players would find that change like a bad thing you know what i mean like it's just more yeah if you don't use it like Mm
0: -hmm. mm -hmm.
2: and i think like particularly that rengar instance is one where you know that would have been i think that would have fixed the issue period it's just oh, okay, if I know what soul it's going to be, and it's like, okay, unfortunately, it's a chemtech soul. Mm-hmm. If I want to play this character, I'm going to be handicapping myself. And then there's yeah, obviously yeah. going to be other souls where it's like, oh, great, Like if I know it's a uh, X soul game, I can play this character and really pop off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, so again, they, it's, they say it might take a while. There's a chance we won't bring it back for a while. So... I don't know if it's we'll see Chemtectric return in six months, in a year, in two years, maybe in two weeks, who knows? But they intend. I'd say at on the earliest, like their
1: uh, next, like, you know how they have like splits for rank season or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'd say at the earliest, the middle split. If not, I would say like probably next year, like honestly. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah,
2: I, I imagine we probably. I feel like they want to bring it back sooner. So I would think maybe like between spring and summer split. But if it's not then, then it'll probably just be, like, entirely after Worlds.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also not a bad thing like, to just have five drakes. Like, just no. adding one is, like, fun. Like, I don't think you mm-hmm. own, like, it needs to add two or anything. It's not, like, five means more to the game. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah, like they whatever. took two
2: out and added two. And mm-hmm. it's like, now we're down to three, right? Yeah. It's just, okay, we went from four to six and then down to five. It's it's still mm-hmm. more than we have. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so that's chemtech. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You want to know it's a uh, similar word to chemtech that should also be removed, chem tank. It's fucked. Kali gosh. shouldn't build that item and do that much damage. Well, there uh, it's the already been nerfed, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's st- they still build it. I still, like, it's not that mm, good anymore. But like, it's it's a viable build at least. Um, gotcha. It's weird though. Can we just quickly talk about? You were talking about how um, uh, fuck. There was like a segue there, but it was about like how Riot designers like make choices or whatever anyways there's a there's a patch coming out next week where pike mid was planned to get nerfed he's no longer getting nerfed um <laughs> and someone linked a screenshot of a rioter playing against a pike mid at d1 uh it's the best pike mid in uh, na and the pike mid goes 38 and something yeah it dropped and, 38 mm-hmm. and everyone obviously turns that into a meme like oh right only nerfing characters because they get stomped in solo key by them yeah uh but then someone added that rider who is on the balance team by the way he's a he's a like <laughs> game design lead And they said hey did you have any part in this change and he said yes i suggested yep. it <laughs> <laughs> why would you say hey. that like even if it's true man like oh that's such a bad look man like it really yeah, is. i don't know like, getting like I, I guess so that's part of his the job they play the game and they go hey i think this may be oppressive but when you get stomped that hard and then say that you brought it up as like we need this changed uh, is is crazy. Pike mid is OP though. Just yeah. so, like just to be clear. It's, um, it's, but it's just it's just It's intense. a
2: tough fine line right where it's like okay okay there 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 is obviously something there where it's like okay, the character has the potential to take over a game that hard and it's like it, it does feel bad for a player and mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be more testing run on the back end to say like does this character really need the change or is this just like a one-off because this guy is so good or something but it, it at its surface it feels really shitty that being said I, I guess in in all reality i i prefer this answer to him lying i mean obviously we would have never found out if he just lied about it yeah. and said no so i mean it's it's cool to see that he's open about it because that that's at least nice for like the transparency transparency of what they're doing yeah um but it also Mm -hmm. it it does feel a little bad because it it makes you think back to some of the other changes that have been made over the years where it's like
0: fucking volibear we decided to nerf
2: (laughs) volibear and we're like but because why
0: yeah i i don't know i I almost feel like you shouldn't have responded at all oh Um, for sure
2: yeah that's probably (laughs) better yeah and I, i think it also to me makes me... I, I think generally one of my thoughts has always been that I feel like the balance team is probably understaffed and they're not dedicating enough resources to it. Because, mm-hmm. I, in, in my opinion, I, I think we should be seeing a lot of characters change slightly a lot more often. Right? Like, oh, we've decided to add 0.5 AD to this character base because, you know, their win rate went from a 48% to 47.2. Like, I would... I those kind of changes I feel like should be every patch, right? Where it's like 17, 25 characters get just the smallest adjustment where it's like, okay, we've upped this mid laner's base armor by one. Let's see what happens.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we've, we've always pushed Yeah, like that, those those
2: micro adjustments, and I just don't think that they have the staff to do it because like, if, if this is how some you know changes are just like, okay, mm-hmm. something that they experienced in the course of one of their games – made them think let's look into this issue and then they did it's like okay great like how many of you happen to be having you know maybe it's a really fringe build so you're just never going to see it and it's never going to get addressed or maybe there's just not enough of you playing enough games or the game you happen to be against it was against someone not executing properly Mm -hmm. like okay are they running like massive numbers to, to come to these decisions or is it these people have a meeting and it's like yeah i think we should take a look at pike because last Mm -hmm. night i got bodied by one (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: it just seems weird yeah it's odd it's just it just creates more hostility i think is the only issue with oh for sure yeah yeah
2: it definitely everyone is like ha
1: we knew it we were right (laughs) people will get so mad when like rioters and stuff like say anything that could did you guys see the? I guess that's what I'm trying to get at with like uh, being around the bushes. The the freak thing where he was talking about Yasuo and Yone. Um, yeah. In his, in his patch rundown, his patch rundowns are really the best content, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's pretty saying that like these characters aren't good. Like the reason why they're getting buffed is because they're like 47 win rate characters. Um, and I hate to say it, guys, you guys just aren't good at playing against versus, versus Yasuo <laughs> and Yone. Which I do think Yone is like slightly too strong, but like Yasuo definitely is like. If you're losing Yasuo, Yasuo's not a good character statistically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and p- do people take stuff like that so fucking, like, personally? It's so weird. It was like a hate yeah. thread pretty well. Yeah, it's
2: it's wild how personally people take, like, mass aggregate data analysis that Freak is doing, right? It's just like, yeah. okay, cool. Well, I I looked at 100 million games across five regions and this is what the data says oh so you're saying that i'm bad against yasuo you're saying that i'm a I mean, bad he, league of legends
1: player he pretty well said like like i mean it was a little more direct than that. he pretty well said like if you're doing poorly versus character the character is not good like you're just bad at playing versus it um based mm-hmm. on statistics right and i i can yeah. understand why people are like i don't know man it's like it's a fucking so, stat in i don't
0: know so i i think the 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 crux of the the Reddit argument against Freak and mm-hmm. one that I kind of agree with is like it doesn't it doesn't really matter if the character has a fifty two percent or a one percent win rate like that that doesn't matter mm-hmm. like I think Yasuo and Yone specifically have always existed as extremely frustrating characters to play against um and that's that like that's the issue itself it's mm-hmm. not that they're it's not that their win rate is high it's not that they or it's not that their win rate's low, it's, or you know, they not every game they're going 10-0, it's just the character, like, the characters are so frustrating to play against that, like, win rate aside, uh, like, people want to ban them every single game, period. Yeah,
2: no, and, and I'm with you, and I think that's definitely something to be considered, and I think also, right, that, that, that aggregate win rate is not the only factor to consider, right? We saw that a couple months ago with Riven, mm-hmm. right? every single elo up to challenger she had a sub 50% win rate mm-hmm. so they buffed her but also that the rank one player on na was already stomping with Riven at like a 70% win rate because right and then you have to ask Ocean, okay like is the character bad or is everyone bad at the character and yeah. i think that that's something that we see a lot with yasuo and yone where it's like their win rate's always going to be brought down a lot because they're super fun and cool looking and like interesting to play. You can hit a lot of buttons and do stuff really quick. Like They're very attractive characters to people who want to mm-hmm. play the game. And so you have a ton of people playing them who have no idea what they're doing or who yeah. like don't play them every game and so they can't keep those mechanics up. And so that's always going to bring that win rate down. And for every one person who, like, mains Yasuo or Yone and has, like, 100 plus games and, and does really well, there's going to be 10 people who have, like, five games of Yasuo because they wanted to give him a try and they lost four of them and they stopped playing the character.
1: We watched the well, Salty Timo game and it made me, like, almost pee my pants because a, a, a Yone top, um, <laughs> he uses E. And they got low, and he flashed away, and his e pulled him back. Into the fight. <laughs> yeah. It's just so sad. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like I was watching one of Colton's or uh, maybe one of Trevor's games, and mm-hmm. that that happened at like uh, a Diamond ELO. Like, yeah. it, it happens so frequently. It's so fucking funny. It just
1: shouldn't. But oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but anyway, that's uh. I guess that's it for new news. Did you guys have anything else before we run into the uh, Manscaped? That's all of it. All right. Let me get that pulled up here. I did. All right, guys. uh, Again, as Nick said earlier, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. And here's a little poem for you. (laughs) Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you, the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. You can go to manscaped.com and use code LEADCAST for 20% off and free shipping. And uh, they they have a proposition here. They're thinking we should make February the 13th a national holiday known as National Shave Your Balls Day. Are you guys hmm. are you guys on board with that or without? Let's do sure. it. Sure. I'm saying right. why not? What if Aiden, can you can you play devil's advocate and, and tell us why we shouldn't do that?
1: I think every other day of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every. That's the trade-off. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> Is that we don't do it on the 13th because every day should be Shave Your Balls Day? Yeah. No,
0: we let do grow. it. Yeah. We do it on the 13th mm-hmm. and then every other day we don't do it because we're waiting for that special day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like
1: that. It's good. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. So you only shave your balls once a year? Yeah. yeah. Well, then if, it, the way if, God it, intended. if you're going to make a big deal out of it, then you got to make sure you have the right tools for the job. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is get the high quality tools offered to you by Manscaped, which you can get for 20% off by using the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. And not only 20% off, you'll also get free shipping if you use that code LeakCast at manscaped.com. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Thanks, guys.
0: Hell oh, yeah. yes. Uh, let's jump into the stories. The first one is from Man with Happy Ear And they say, good, five stars. I listen every week. It's good and I enjoy it. Sorry for the long review. You know, we almost didn't have enough time to include it, but yeah. Yeah, glad we were able to
2: uh next one is from the og frat father yeah, the title of his review is ye should be Deleted." five stars this <laughs> podcast to send super long emails just to have nick butcher half of it hell yeah all and all the best or you say all and all best and most informative podcast for all your league needs all and all
0: Nick
1: doesn't I think it's supposed to be yawns a- through it. <laughs>
0: like- yeah. I don't uh, guys. I, I truly don't know what, what is wrong with You're me. Broken. The moment, the moment we get to emails and I start talking, that's it. That's it. I'm You're yawning. Done-so. Sorry, yeah. All in all, um, best and
2: most—that's—that's yeah, definitely what he meant to say there. I don't also, know. Also,
0: yeah, I—I I butcher half the things because you write in all in all, and I have to fucking <laughs> figure out what, the, like, how to. And you don't put a comma. that.
2: And you don't put a comma there.
0: That's the thing. It's, I'm the fucking Tom Hanks into the Da Vinci Code trying to figure this out.
2: And, <laughs> all right, and one more <laughs> five starry from what's his name. Uh, He says, the best League content on the internet, five stars, but it's like a a
0: little frowny
2: emoji. Uh Uh-oh. It says, wow. No,
0: no, it's like a fucking nut emoji.
2: Yeah, it's like he's nutting. Is he nutting? Okay, my Uh, bad. Oh, it's so good. Got you, got you. Uh, Wow, this is uh, an incredible way to learn more and be entertained with stuff uh, and things related to League. Always makes me motivated to play my four ranked games of the season every year. <laughs> One suggestion: add music, please, and every show will be so much better. Thank you for making my week with every episode. What's his name?
1: I don't know what that means. I I read it earlier, and I'm like, does he want like background music? Does he want us to like talk about smooth jazz the whole me? time? <laughs>
2: like,
0: then guess what? Make us some smooth jazz yeah, to put in our smooth, yeah. to put in our show, and we'll do it. <laughs>
1: we won't actually do it because it's a lot ah, of audio yeah um, um yeah cool um we are we're so we want to talk about arcane this week because we actually have some time we're only yeah this is um, it 30 minutes in that being said we're gonna do after emails just so i don't have to split up and also if you don't want to get spoiled on arcane you're still waiting you're waiting for season Ooh, two to yeah, yeah, yeah. be coming out so you're uh, then just don't listen to the end of the podcast post mail fight because we're gonna talk about it right after mail fight um and we're gonna talk about all spoilers and a bunch of stuff like that so
0: Hell yeah. But not right now. <laughs> uh, so instead, we'll talk about uh, the lock-in tournament that happened. Did it's you guys so boring, watch any? Boring.
1: It's just boring, man. Nope. Because I didn't. There's,
0: I... there's zero stakes. Yeah. I, I watched some of the CLG games. Uh, what I, I think I watched. I actually think I watched one all the way through. Um, it's was this the tournament that won.
2: Bjergsen was playing on an Academy team, or is that something else?
1: That's just for Academy. Okay. That's just yeah. For so
0: academy. this is the tournament he's playing on. He was playing on both Team Liquid's Main roster and their Academy roster, correct? Ooh,
1: okay. Yeah, but Academy doesn't have a lock in, does it? If it isn't just like No no I, I think it
0: was just Academy, but I think he okay. like he had to fill in for both, I believe. Yeah,
1: he's playing in both.
0: Which I think was the uh the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um the biggest issue with this tournament is uh no one gives a fuck is the biggest issue because there yeah. is zero stakes. It doesn't mean anything for the regular season. Um teams also realize it doesn't mean anything for the regular season because they just aren't I would say more than 50% of the teams are not running their actual rosters right now. They're running mm-hmm. academy players. They're running people because they have visa issues and all the other things. Um, and I guess you could take the argument of, hey, it's good that this tournament's happening because these players don't have their full squads. Other argument would be, make this tournament mean something, and these teams would probably have gotten their full squads. <laughs> they would have put more yeah. effort into getting people here on time. Yeah, um,
2: like, they commit the resources to have their their full teams together by the first game that matters. And yeah. as evidenced by this tournament, none of these games matter. Like obviously yeah. there there sometimes are gonna be players that get held up longer and we don't see them until like the second week of the split. <laughs> but generally we see all of that stuff sorted by week one of the actual split. Yeah. Because those are the games that they, you know, consider valuable and yeah, yeah just it, it's also
0: just like teams figure themselves out like getting actual on stage time mm-hmm. against one another so it's, it's all right it'll it'll get more interesting
1: it very much feels like a tournament that was made because people complain there's not enough tournaments like it and that's ca- the way, yeah it huh? kind of feels that way because it's mm-hmm. just thrown in randomly like i don't know you could do so many co- more cool things with lock-in like but whatever it's alright. Yeah. Up. uh either way team liquid and the reality is like team liquid eg is like surprisingly good um team liquid looks good cloud nine is literally just running players that they won't run when they get uh mm-hmm. into lcs and, and still they're notice. they're
0: still winning right like they're yeah. still popping off yeah so
1: <laughs> I, I honestly didn't think clg looked that bad either to be honest no
0: um, i was i was pretty pretty happy with how they looked in the the little bit of of time that i watched um i think it's, uh it's, they, they actually show some life like a tiny bit it,
1: it's one of those things where you can kind of tell who the top like five teams are. And then you can tell who the bottom two teams are. The bottom yeah. two teams are 100% FlyQuest and gold Golden guardians. It's like not even close. Um, it's also crazy to see the players who aren't currently playing in LCS. Why is Sven Scaren not on a team?
0: <laughs> Good question.
1: Why is Ignar not on a team? I yeah. don't know. It's like these players, are, but there's definitely like Sven obviously fell off a little bit. He was literally MVP last split though. Um, but like, it's one of those things where he's obviously better than some of the jungler's, in LCS right now,
0: we we've always uh-huh. had some stuff like that though. They're like Cody Sun's still not starting right, like for he's, for an LCS roster. He's processor?
1: playing on an uh, LEC like regional team okay, right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, I believe. Like the dude had one of the best splits of all time. I feel like for an AD carry, like actually played out of his mind, and then
1: yeah, fucked uh, at TSM though. Yeah, like TSM signed him, put them on, put him on their academy team, and. Did they even run him on their Academy team? I feel like they're running um someone else on their Academy team.
0: Um, I can't remember.
1: Either Ed's rough, but he got fucked yeah. Up hard. Yeah,
2: it's it's tough to see good players go to waste like that and, and not be on teams, and especially 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 when you have players on teams that perform really poorly, and you're like, oh great. Why do we have, you know, X player on AD carry when we have probably like the fifth best player in that region in that role on the bench, <laughs> like, why? Yeah. or stuck in an Academy team, but hopefully that's something that we'll see continue to improve as like infrastructure builds. And I think as like the player organization builds strength, because I think that's one of the biggest things, obviously like the landscape is a lot different from traditional sports but I feel like that Mm -hmm. happens a lot less in traditional sports that people are like not playing in active games. I mean, obviously like for uh, behavioral issues or like they were caught and they had to be like suspended because of drug, like whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. thing is like that, that stuff happens. But like, you don't see, you know, a, a professional, like high quality NBA player not play, you know, 15 games because nobody wants to have him on the team it's like if he's if he's not starting on x team it's probably because he's being traded to another team yeah like
0: somebody wants him but anyway professional league's back and that's kind of exciting yeah it's pretty pog and it's gonna gonna pick up speed yeah yeah uh awesome let's do the round table
1: Yes, so last week's roundtable question was, what is your favorite region in... Uh, sorry, that's this week's roundtable. Was it? No, that was last mm-hmm. week's. What is your favorite region in Terra? I made what that question. Um, from our Twitter, Sanders said, Bilgewater or Shadow Isles both have great histories and lore and some of the coolest champions in the game. Bilgewater and Shadow Isles events, Harrowing, GP death, etc. have been some of the most memorable moments in the League. The Pasta mm-hmm. said, Shadow Isles, they have the coolest champions, Thresh, Hacker, Maokai. Just splendid. Who thinks Maokai is one of the coolest
0: So... <laughs> He is displayed very, like, very sick in. Root yeah, he's King. really cool in Raid King. Yeah, yeah. So, he's like, I think like... it's, I think it's
1: there, but in League, no, no way. No, he's <laughs> fucking a tree guy. Yeah. He's not fucking... He, he is a free <laughs> Uh From our Discord, um, Lisp Sync TV said, Bilgewater for sure. I mean, have you seen the art? It's insane. Maybe being a Pike one-trick pony has maybe a little skewed uh, in my vote, but with characters like <laughs> Tom Kench, Gangplank, Graves, and Misfortune, how can you not like it? Plus, I think it has some of the best lore stories too. TLDR, pirates and demons are cool. Um, and then Ooh. bleed Tempest at Ionia because I'm a dirty Yasuo one-trick. I also think other champions are fun and the aesthetic looks good. Um fall said probably Shreema, not because I just enjoy Egypt like theme, but lore wise, uh, if Azir somehow wouldn't have died from the from zara's betrayal, he would have become the ruler of the Ascended. The Darkens wouldn't have become a thing, and the Rune Wars would have never happened to shape Runeterra into what it is now. Shreema probably would have expanded all over the world, and Vega wouldn't have ever become a king of anything. Oh, wow. So Runation probably would have never happened. There are a few theoretical things that would have happened in the lore. Shreema is basically my favorite region because it's probably the most important lore wise. Yeah, it definitely kicks off like. Every everything oh Um, yeah the
2: the the fall of Sharima triggered a lot of other dominoes for sure Mm -hmm. but uh if if empires in uh in our world have taught us anything it's that if they hadn't crashed and burned at that point they probably would have crashed and burned at some other point and we would have got just as much uh nonsense to deal with yeah i mean someone
0: else would have done it
2: (laughs) yeah that Uh, means that yeah definitely shapes the world a lot
1: and then Sejuani's baby daddy said Freljord solely because Sejuani is there. Good answer. Um, this week's roundtable question is, what is the most fun shaping that you just can't play? I was thinking about this a lot this week. Yeah? yeah. Why were you thinking that? Is there is there a specific
0: character that you
1: that you play? I want to play Jace. Yeah? Jace and Gangplank, those are the two. Like, Jace... Uh, I was talking to Soda in our Discord because he posted um, a screenshot of him playing Jace and it's him like going like 0-15 mm. one game and then the next game going like 15-0. Uh, and I'm like, that's just what it is to be a Jace player though. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you just fucking run. Yeah. Anyone who's ever tried to play Jace, you'll have a couple good games. You'll have a fuck- couple games where you just actually are so useless. Um, and then yeah. GP just because I think GP has the... I made, a tier... I made a tier list for top laners last week and I have a tier an S tier for like regular S tier characters, which was Tom Kench, Malphite, and Shen. Um and then I had an S tier for S tier, but it requires a shitload of time to learn them to get them to S tier. And that was like Riven, GP, and maybe someone else. And it's like GP is the epitome of uh, being a hard to master character, but being insane if you can master him.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think he is by far the character that is like, I, you will win the game if you are good at the character and like don't turbo run it yeah the whole time you know like he he almost feels inevitable it's it actually kind of feels like Blitzcrank where you just you just need one you know you just need Mm -hmm. one barrel to hit you just need one hook to hit something like that you know
1: yeah it's it's really cool yeah
2: Mm -hmm. i would say from my answer to the round table probably riven um there i i wouldn't say there's a ton of characters that i like that i feel i can't play obviously you know that because i'll pick anything <laughs> ranked mm-hmm. um but like Riven is one of the few that i like know i'm terrible at and she seems really fun because because i think that that's like a, a good stipulation is like one that you think would be fun right because like i know i can't play a rally soul but i don't think it'd be that fun even if i did <laughs>
0: yeah um,
2: but like Riven I, I think could be really fun but I know I'm terrible at the character whereas most other champions that I don't play or like never have I feel like I could pick them up pretty quickly where right? like I, I've never played a single game of Akshan but I I feel like within like four games I probably would feel comfortable playing him in Ranked
1: yeah, like, I, I talk about this a lot. League overall isn't that complex of a game, right? Like, the characters really aren't that hard to pick up and play. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a couple that, like, definitely break that. Like, the Rivens, the GPs, the Kianas, etc. But for yeah. the most part, yeah. They're pretty easy <sighs> to pick up and play. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I'm going to say... Um, um, I'm going to say uh, probably Riven as well. Um hmm I, I think that's just the character that uh, that I, I think I would like to to play the most, um, but she requires so much extra input that I think it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. and so. it's
2: R- Riven holds a weird place in my heart because I in like season one when I was, you know, hard stuck bronze, Riven was one of my most played characters mm-hmm. and like I thought I was good at Riven because like I would I would do well on her mm-hmm because you don't need to know how to do anything to do well yeah. like but at a certain point i realized like i was just fucking terrible at the character because mm-hmm. i would like watch you know i'm forgetting his name the like one who's been like the most famous Riven main for a box, long, box. long time box box, box. yeah like yeah. you'd see like box box combos even back then and be like what this like i'm not doing any of that like i can barely even like get autos in between them let mm-hmm. alone do an animation cancel to do my autos yeah um and so yeah i just like was one that i i thought i was decent at and then just absolutely gave up because i knew i was terrible mm-hmm. um and there's there's been very few characters that i like stopped playing because i felt i wasn't good enough at them mm-hmm. um it, much more it's like i don't find this character fine or like just don't think that they're good right now yeah it's okay, I've got I've got a new one, so I'm a Yone main for a week. Hell yeah. Until I get bored with the character.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, are you gonna actually commit to the character or
1: Oh no,
2: no, I'm gonna play him for like a week and then give it up forever.
1: He's <laughs> worth learning. You can play him in two roles. He's, like, really good. He's honestly, like, not banned that much as well for, like, how good he is. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would consider it. Um, but if you want to tell us what is the most fun character that you just can't play, um, you can hit us up on our Twitter at leakcast We're ditching Facebook, by the way. I'm not posting this on Facebook. It's not worth it anymore. I'm probably going to start doing Reddit soon, but not yet. Um, and then you can hit us. You can send us an email and mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com. Or you can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's Discord.gg slash LeagueCast.
0: Hell yes, uh, which means we're going to jump into male fight. Uh, the first email is from Drazi. Howdy, fellas. Staying busy. I sure am. Enjoying League on my main and Smurf in Season 12 and running into a bit of a snag. Due to my 8-hour-per-day, 5-day-a-week work schedule, going to the gym and having a personal life, I find that I only have about 3-4 to four hours a day, uh, if that, to commit to gaming. I strugg- I'm struggling to balance my other games with League. I won't bore you details to, uh, to which games I... I won't bore you with the details as to which games, but I can say dailies aren't a big concern in my games of choice. I hear you guys play a lot of games other than League and was wanting to know what strategies you guys use to balance League with the other games. (laughs) Currently, I'm planning on playing three games of Ranked League per day, shooting for 10 to 15 a week between accounts, and then spending the rest on other games. Thoughts on my method or suggestions of your own? I apologize for my comfortably-sized and thoughtfully-crafted email. Wish you three the best of luck in season 12
1: can you guess my method for balancing other games of the league
2: (laughs) Uh, i think it's really funny (laughs) because the like i I feel like we're very very different well i i think i generally play the most ranked games out of all of us like by Mm -hmm. a significant margin and i'd say you play the least
1: other games like nick's the most balanced for sure Um, yeah so i I
2: mean (laughs) we're we're all on separate ends i would say i think nick is, is closest to you in that mm-hmm. like he's got a pretty like obviously works full-time is a pretty busy like personal life schedule and tries to play league and other games pretty consistently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I, I think league for you nick you definitely take more of like an on-off approach where it's like league is my 80 percent of the time game and i've got like a 20 percent of the time game and mm-hmm. then you'll like switch that Every couple months, where it's like, okay, I'm I'm playing a certain game a lot this month. So like, I'm playing Dark Souls for eighty percent of my gaming time, and like a game of League here and there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely get into like, um, yeah, cycles where I'm like, holy shit, I'm very invested in the single player game. Uh, I think of which I play the most, um, like any single player games. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it's just healthy to. You know sometimes i feel like i'm really enjoying league and that's literally the only thing i want to play uh you know at any second of any free time that i have is is dedicated to just playing league uh and then other times i'm like wow league's not been fun at all like every every single time i queue up for a game it's real shit all the characters that i don't like playing against are very strong um so then i i just don't play league you know
2: yeah um, yeah, and I think Aiden just doesn't play League, really. <laughs> Even when he's enjoying League, he doesn't play that much League.
0: He doesn't yeah, play on his I, main.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, I don't know, man. I have still 15 games on my main account. That's probably, like, yeah. I don't know, by June of this year, it'll probably be, like, 30 Um, like I really just don't play that much. Um, that being Mm -hmm. said, I've been craving playing a lot. Uh, it's just, I don't want to just play the game solo. I don't really want to just like play ranked by myself that much. I don't really, I kind of want to play like with homies. So if you ever just Mm -hmm. see me on league, like shoot me an invite. This is definitely the best time to like try and get me to play. Uh, because I've been craving it, but I just haven't been playing it. But in general, yeah, I just, I, if I'm playing other things, I just won't play league. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And the way I do it is by not going to the gym or having a personal life or sleeping.
1: So. Like. 18, hour, 18 games of the league in the last, like, day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot, Colton. I think yeah, it's, like, 18, yeah. it's 16 or 18. I can't remember. It's one of the two in, like, the yeah, last twenty five. Yeah, I mean, definitely, hours. like,
2: if I'm, if I'm playing a lot, I'm playing a lot. And, again, like, it's it's very easy for me to just do it, like, have it as a time sink almost and, like, a, a enough, dopamine yeah. feed regardless of anything else, which is also, I think, part of why my ranked performance is generally pretty bad is because mm-hmm. the amount of like ranked games i'm playing to seriously climb as opposed to just like i need something with to interact with at this moment and that's the default the way i play league of legends and league of legends is my default game mm-hmm. right like that's uh, that's a lot of it but fair enough um, for, sure. for someone who is trying to schedule or like figure out balancing league and other games in a busy schedule th- the biggest thing i would say is probably like obviously you know whatever your priorities are make sure to balance those and that playing league doesn't need to be a priority if it's not one for you there Mm -hmm. is no number of games you have to play if one of your big goals is you know playing a lot of league climbing and stuff you know i I definitely think like one day six games take a day off you know and the next day six more games is better than three games every day Mm -hmm. um you know, the issue with that is also, though, like, if you do happen to get, like, two losses in a row and, and want to call it quits, which is generally a pretty good rule, it can really suck if you set out, like, you know, time to play six games of League of Legends, win the first one, lose two, and you're like, well, now I, I like, should end my session. Um, that being said, you can always ignore that rule. That's up to you. You know, or maybe you'll... Yeah,
1: yeah
0: you that, that's the way to do it, is, like, play on a different account.
2: Mm-hmm. Or just always continue playing rank, regardless of what mental state. I guess you're so. <laughs> <in>. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully that's helpful. Again, whatever works for you. Uh, I'm sure you know you're gonna know your schedule and what you're trying mm-hmm. to do better than any yeah. of us ever would. Oh yeah. So good, good luck, luck, Jazzy. Next email from Havoc he says, "Hey, fellas, it's me, Havoc." I was listening to last week's discussion about Yumi and I think a very straightforward fix could be making her unable to cast summoners while mounted to teammates and to add a half a second cooldown lockout to her summoner spells when she does dismount. This would at least make her punishable if she pops off to exhaust, heal, ignite. I also hear a lot of people talking about ranked anxiety, I admittedly don't have this issue but would recommend to anyone that does to make a fill only account. Pick one or two champions per role, likely uh, won't need any (laughs) mid-champions, and work on fundamentals in whatever role you're assigned, whether it be wave management, roaming, boarding, farming, or anything else at all. Regardless of if you win or you lose, you'll be able to play ranked games in a less competitive environment than you would be on what you consider your main, while simultaneously becoming a more well-rounded player. Maybe I'm off the mark here, but I personally find my fill account to have the most enjoyable league games. Sorry for the long email. It was shorter in my head. Havoc. Good
0: email. So um, I don't like the change for Yumi. Uh, I think limiting the summoner spell usage is kind of shitty. But I can agree that she definitely needs some adjustments. Um, And I I think we sort of tackled this on our Yumi uh, champion Zed talk that we did. Uh, where we made her into a character more proactive, where you protect your teammates with shields instead of mm-hmm. um, just having heals like to, to passively mm-hmm. heal up all the time. Um, yeah. and I think that's that's that would be the best way to fix her, so you reward people actually fighting, uh, and you don't just get to sit back and not sustain any character in the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this summoner spell locking her out, because I think of anything in the game, summoner spells are like the fastest right like none of them really I'll, like sorry most of them have like no animation no cast time can mm-hmm. be casted during other abilities during cc like summoner spells are, are like right like in the if you were to do a tier list of like when effects happen like they're really at the top and mm-hmm. i i would hate to break that hierarchy to be like Using a summoner spell on this character locks you out of playing the game for half a second. Yeah. yeah. When you also have other characters who are like, look at this sick thing you can do where you're like, you know, cast an ability and flash during the animation or, you know, because of when you cast something. Like, there's a lot of other cool things you can do because summoner spells are so rapid.
1: Yeah, number one thing in game design is make stuff feel good to play. And uh, having lockouts and stuff like that always makes stuff yeah. feel more clunky. Uh, definitely yeah. value uh, fluidid, fluidity over um, balance, 100%. So,
0: That being said, yeah, the character definitely needs some adjustments. we Will uh, yeah. we'll not get an argument out of me. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So thank you, Havoc.
1: Yeah, our um, next yeah, question... And was- I think
2: Phil playing Phil definitely is a way to approach Ranked Anxiety. I mean, again putting yourself in a role that you're less comfortable with i think it's going to be tough for those people but for someone who maybe has like a little bit of ranked anxiety but doesn't have an issue really actually playing yeah go out like play a little bit of everything and on an account who maybe you aren't as results oriented about where it's like i'm just playing to get better i don't care if i win or lose
0: yeah i mean i think that's the best way to to approach it for sure Uh, Our next email is from Jared. Hey, I've been listening to the podcast for over three years now, but I haven't had anything to email uh, about until you guys started talking about my main, Trindomir. That got me thinking about an idea that was brought up a couple episodes ago about what his main complaints are. So I had an idea about how to change his ultimate so that uh, it had some sort of counterplay. Instead of it being a set duration, you could have it tied to his fury bar. While he has fury and you activate the ability, you won't die. But while the ability is active, enemy abilities and attacks would take a portion of his fury away. And when he reaches zero, that's when he finally dies. He would still be uh, able to generate fury during this, which I feel uh, soul for his um, I'm so mad I don't die thematic um this would push him more into a split pusher promoting the the more one-on-one fights but i feel like that's where he already excels with his e-mobility let me know what you guys think thank you guys for everything you've done your tips in uh, showing me that guide that fogged made for trindamere got me to gold for the first time and completely changed my perspective on how i play the game until next time jared yeah i, I guess- feel like um uh, sorry just real quick i feel like yeah. Fogg's guide Mm-hmm. Really prompted an era of like, holy shit! mains should make matchup guides for every single character in the game. Yes, like, I think I've seen a lot fucking of fucking experience. It's so yeah. I, I I just think like since that guide came out, I've seen a lot of uh, mains do that for their characters.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all I wanted to say is that like, just from once again, like a game design perspective, the only issue I-, I think it's a fucking really cool idea. By the way, like you have to bring down his fury to kill him, right? That he's like, yeah. not too angry to die. The only issue is if he can generate fury, it's. A weird battle where you're battle- everyone's paying attention to this bar that's going up and down, kind of at whim during a chaotic mm-hmm. fight, and I feel like that's just like going to lead to infinite clarity. I love the idea, though. I just think that like it, if he could generate fury, yeah. then it's going to be an issue. If if he can't generate fury, I think mm-hmm. it's like actually a really really cool idea.
2: Yeah, and I had mentioned this. I think when we talked about it a week or two ago, where I was I was describing a similar idea where it's like you can extend the duration like every time you crit. if you kill a champion or something like that where it's like you you have to stay in combat and continue like your aggressive vibe uh kind of like how in dungeons and dragons like barbarians drop their rage if they aren't actively hitting something Mm. or being hit right it's like Mm -hmm. you you have to be in combat like him taking an ignite and then like getting all five ticks of it as he runs away from you and doesn't die like that that feels really shitty um I think that using Fury Bar is a way to do it. I think extending the timer based on some metric is, is a way to do it. My My biggest issue with the Fury one would be like I think if it if it reaches zero and you die, that means you die at any time you cast your ultimate no matter what, unless they make it where it's like you have to be at zero and take lethal damage. Like I, I, I don't I'm not I'm sure how they would do that. Um, I also think that this could potentially be really irritating for like Trindamir soloing Baron cuz Baron's not going to CC you enough or deal enough damage I think to out generate your fury. So any Trindamir at like one item can solo Baron and this But situation.
0: you could al- you you could also make it like um Champion, uh, uh, like attacks yeah attack attacks against champions are what proc the fury. Uh, yeah, I think it's but, a good idea uh, but I I'm kind of with with you guys where um it's, it's a very thin line between, like, oh, it's fine to, holy shit, this is the most problematic thing in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, thanks for the email, Jared. And on to the next one from Hexen. Hey, guys. Quick quiz. Did I win this game? <laughs> I played Caitlyn bot lane with Leona. My mid lane went Thresh versus Yasuo. And my top laner was a Braum versus a Kalista. Answer, no. Braum spent the game asking... What am I supposed to do versus this? Leona said, "Don't pick Braum. <laughs> Pain, Hexen." Yeah, yeah, that's uh, again, unfortunately, that's one of those like spectrum things that that exists all throughout the game, where it's like, in that case, yes, don't don't pick Brom was the correct answer, um, and I'm someone who's very guilty of like, what am I supposed to do against X? like i have no counterplay here and in in the reality of the situation was like yeah i probably should have picked a different character and like take an exhaust or something
0: mm-hmm.
2: um now obviously picking braum into Callista is not as far as playing like a control mage in 2022 against a yone and then being like out of options because of it when the answer is like what should i have done i probably should have picked zed or something mm-hmm. um but yeah, that, that sounds like a not very fun game, and it, it sounds like a game you should have dodged. Utilize yeah. that minus yeah. three LP, and don't don't play the game with a Braum top and a Thresh mid.
0: If there was one skill that I wish I had, like it, it would be to to properly dodge games. Um, I think Aiden is very good at that. <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I, I think I just sort of ego like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't care.
1: It's I mean, just so I... free, man. Minus yeah. three points is actually nothing
0: yeah
2: for me i think the the biggest things on dodging is like at the moment i I've, I've waited 25 minutes to get into this queue damn it i just want to play the game mm-hmm. and then it's like i feel like i'm just gonna get trolled every single game and that team comps and appropriate like lane matchups and stuff don't matter because i'm going to have the brom top that somehow like beats kalista on the enemy team and my kalista top is the one that lost and i'm like wait what yeah like, why why <laughs> but yeah dodging is definitely an important skill to have and something that i i should improve on <laughs> thanks for the email <laughs> Hexon.
0: hell yeah uh the next email is from s49 hi guys s49 here greetings from ireland sorry for the email length in advance found you guys in episode 499 i've looked forward to every new episode every week and back in november started supporting on patreon uh Thank you. My question is Should I roll swap? I'll explain the reason I'm thinking the way I am. I'm a plat level mid laner and I have been playing since season 3. I hovered around gold for a very long time because I never really found a role that I liked to play. I just played champions that I liked. If I felt like playing Gangplank, I would play top. If I wanted to play Rek'Sai or Lee Sin, I would play jungle. If I wanted to play Orianna, I would play mid. If I wanted to play Jinx solution I would play to carry. And if I wanted to play Bard, I would play support, etc. This was the case until I started playing in some low rank tournaments where the teams were assigned, so I would be playing with four random people. So I, I chose that I was going to be a mid laner. I had a champion pool of about four, Orianna, Victor, LeBlanc, and Syndra. Over the ter- after the tournament uh, was over, I kind of fell back into the habit of just playing a champion where I wanted to, uh, because I wanted to, more mid-champions than any other, but there would still be the odd game where I would queue as a different role. Around Season 7, I decided that this season, uh, that... that, that this is the season that I want to make the push to finally get to Platt. and I failed. Curse you, Ardent Censor Meta. But in Season 8, I finally made it. LeBlanc got reverted, and I finally had a champion that I could spam and get to the rank that I wanted. The thing is, I found this super boring. Playing the same champion over and over uh, again is quite boring to me, and I find myself in a session where I play four to five games. Uh, uh, where I play four to five games, I'm playing a different champion each one of those games. Then we get to season 10. I start doing with a friend, and this friend is a support main. Me being me. Uh, I decide that I'm going to play AD carry. This means uh, I get to play my favorite champion, Varus. I started playing him back in season 5 in mid lane when I saw Power Reveal play in mid versus Fnatic, and the poke Varus has always been my favorite. I find that when I play AD carry, I don't really have the issues of... Uh, uh, I get bored playing the same champion every single game. We could play five or six games, and I would play Lucian for all of them, and I wouldn't be bored, uh, or another day I could play Jinx 4 games and have fun, even while losing. Is this enough of a reason to roll swap, or should I continue playing the champions that I have put so many years into playing? Thank you uh, very much for reading, S49. Um, I think your, your best bet is to to absolutely switch to ad carry um if that's a role that you're really really enjoying and you find yourself being able to play the same characters there i don't i don't see why you would uh why you'd play a different character
2: yeah i mean i think ultimately it comes down to which you enjoy more but it it seems like you enjoy the the play about equally and find that you and, and like likely your win rate going to go up if you're playing the same characters in bot lane and like that affects how much fun you're having a lot as much as mm-hmm. people like don't want to say it does um but right like it's ultimately it's a game you, you want to have fun so like okay yeah if you're having more fun to play bot that is a perfectly legitimate reason to swap the bot lane and even if you end you know three divisions lower than you were last year if you're enjoying the game more that's totally fine Mm -hmm. um there's no reason you need to continue going up in rank that being said i think if you're playing you know comparably in that role at the elo you're at now and you start playing the same character like five six games in a row and alternating only between like two or three of them you'll probably see that you're going to be pretty successful in your in your climb and continue Mm -hmm. winning games um, as for the whole like variety thing, I mean, obviously I'm a player who plays a different character and a different role every single game. Um, so I, I don't think I've ever played a character more than once in my entire league <laughs> career. True. So, Facts. uh, yeah, it's, it's wild though. I have so many thousand games and there's only like 200 characters, but, um, I think bot lane is going to have a lot more variety regardless. Right. Cause it's like, if I'm playing oriana mid let's say right like a lot of that lane is going to stay the same every game i play oriana mid obviously like the jungles and my matchup are going to be adjusted a bit but a lot of it stays the same whereas in bot lane right like you have a support and two opponents plus the junglers plus you know mid laners or top laners roaming i think there's a lot more factors at play in the bot lane that keep it fresh Mm -hmm. um And I think also because AD carry as a role, I think a lot of AD carry champions don't feel as repetitive because the role in itself is kind of what contains that repetitive stuff for you, Um, right? Like the walking around, spacing properly, auto-attacking, all of that, it's like, regardless of who you're playing, you're doing all of that stuff every time, so the unique parts of the the individual kits, I think, feel a little bit more unique. Whereas, like, if you're playing, yeah, I don't know, new new jungle, it's like, oh, how fun! I get to snowball the Raptors camp mm-hmm. and take Raptors really slow because my character is not good at it. Like that, taking Raptors is such an unfun part of the playing new new experience. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: But yeah, it sounds like you're enjoying it way more than any other role, uh, or at least the characters there. So would, I'd say play that.
1: Yeah, yeah. it sounds great. Also, well, look, S49. Col- <laughs> this oh. is off topic, Colton, but you just mentioned Nunu. It just made me. I was- I've been watching a lot of streams recently, and I was watching this one Tom Kench player. Um, and for the first time in my life ever, I saw Nunu gank without Snowball. And it's the funniest thing. The streamer is <laughs> like fucking laughing, like pissing himself. I was, I thought it was so funny. Like the new just comes into lane, just starts punching the laner in the head, just fucking. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> he just funny. Didn't have a snowball. It was a good gang time. I've yeah. never seen it in however many years of new. a oh, yeah. Snowball it's, just him running into lane, just start hitting them. <laughs> like,
2: it's, it's super so rare. Bad. I mean, I I can definitely say like I've done it a few times in my games. Uh, particularly, like I think that the situation where it happens the most is early on where it's like okay i used snowball to break scuttle shield yeah and i finished the scuttle but the, the fight is happening like i don't have time to wait for the cooldown <laughs> i just need to run in and start throwing snowballs and like bopping people with my autos
1: it's just so funny like yeah. I, i'm sure the same story for like zach just seeing zach like walk into a lane and just start hitting people <laughs> like rather uh-huh. than slingshotting yeah. in. it's funny doesn't,
2: but... doesn't feel great um but yeah thanks for the email s49 and final email before we get into our arcane discussion from pards bay the aram exhaust cock it's weird that you put your full title in the address line hey lead cast it's pards i'm writing this email to hopefully delay the oh. arcane review section of the show i was recently talking to my friend about the new skin line and i was wondering how long do you think it takes to make the actual skins december 28th Riot Games agrees to pay a huge settlement, and not even a month later, they're putting out Lux and Ezreal skins, buffing Ari, etc. Is Riot Games struggling financially? is this the year we get pool party Ari?
1: the only way it becomes blatant is when they release like re2 like it's just literally like hey we just had to make a second re so multiple people in the same game can play Ari. or same with like lux they just make lux like lux's sister (laughs) and they have the same (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean
0: i i don't know I, i i think it's i personally think it's really cringe to complain about all the skins that certain characters have
1: I definitely think Pard is joking, but uh, the, a yeah, lot sure, of the community sure. is real about like, complaining. Yeah,
0: about, and I, d- I definitely don't mean that about Pard. It's it's 100% yeah. people who like, legitimately believe that, though. Like, uh, that That is true. They sell the best. That's why yeah. they get the most skins. If you don't want them to get more skins, support the, the lesser-known champion, like the, the less popular champions.
2: Yeah, and if, if your opinion was the opinion of the community at, at large that's what we would see is that more skins would be made for other characters. Yeah. But right and yeah, it's just now is Riot Games struggling financially? I don't, I don't think so. That I think they yeah. probably are doing just They're just massive. just fine. Um that being said, if they ever do want to print themselves some more money, it's pretty easy to do that by implementing new skins or new cosmetics in any way. Right? Like if Riot Games needed to generate like 200 million dollars, for a new project like they could they could do that in a weekend by implementing customizable hats yeah right like i'm not even kidding right it's just like yeah. if they decide hey we've added a new thing so outside of just your skin you can purchase these hats for your characters
1: you can purchase recall colors you can, yeah. you can purchase
2: a new recall color great yeah it's, now they, now they have the 200 million dollars they need to fund whatever project they want yeah, um, no, for sure. They, yeah. Um, but hey, these characters sell the most and so they get the most skins and keep, people keep buying them and, and Riot keeps making money. That's what businesses do. Yeah. They cool. they continue in the lines of business that are the most profitable. What <laughs> a shocker. Awesome.
1: Yeah, you guys want to talk about Arcane for like half an hour? Yeah, let's Hell do it.
2: Hell yeah. Cool. Um, All right, I so finished watching you... it a little bit <laughs> a little bit ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you watched it the most recently. I think i'm the only one here who's watched it through twice yep um so aiden i guess do you want to start with your thoughts being you know that it's it's fresh for you
1: yeah i thought it was like actually approaching perfect i think it might be one of the best animated series that i've seen and honestly it crosses into the being one of the best series i've ever seen Mm, Uh, interesting Um, that being said, it's a one season thing. They have plenty of room to butcher it in later seasons. Like tons of shows have been butchered and ruined later in, uh, their seasons. Um, but like as a season one packaged product, I think it's approaching perfect. I think the only thing that like it misses out on is uh, some series do this better. Uh, even if a season, like a show has multiple seasons, they'll tie up the loose ends of a season, um, at the end, right? Like obviously there's more mm-hmm. storylines, but they tie up like the main conflict. And I feel like they didn't really do that, but also I'm fine with that cuz I'm fucking addicted to League and I'm I will wait yeah. for the next thing, you know what I mean? So it's not like any, uh-huh. that big of a negative for me. But the, uh, it's it's approaching perfect. I think everything about it's like actually fucking crazy.
0: Interesting. I uh, I would tend to agree. I think it's a really really good show. Uh my only complaint is that it I I feel like the pacing is a, is a bit um strange at times maybe not strange is the right, right word um i i feel like the first three episodes are a little slow yeah. um but I, I also feel like it does a really good job of keeping like the allure and the of and the mystery of the show itself um like figuring out okay wait was that was that like was that singe was that echo yeah. like, like is this is this warwick like it's it's really cool but it, it it's it's I feel like it's really slow at the beginning compared to like what I had wanted.
1: If you always watch it in three hour in three episode chunks, I think it's fucking perfect. I think they released it like that for a reason, mm-hmm. but yes, I do have the same thing. Like, I think it's such a good piece of media that I would feel comfortable showing it to anyone. Like my dad's like enough into like, he watched all the game of Thrones with me, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel comfortable showing this to my dad and him being like, Holy fuck. That was good sort of thing. But if we watch episode one, it's pretty slow. If we watch episode two, it's, for the most part, pretty slow. But if you get to that third episode, I think it hooks anyone in. Oh, yeah. um, Like, anyone. I just think that, like, I I wouldn't feel comfortable being like, hey, you should start watching this, because he'd watch an episode, maybe two, and be a little, like, turned off by the pacing. You wouldn't
2: expect him to commit, like three hours of a nine hour watch to find out if you're interested.
1: Mm-hmm. It, they do the um, fucking anime thing where oh, it, it gets yeah. good after like five episodes or whatever. Like um, yeah. yeah.
2: And it's, it's not even like that. It, it gets good. Again. The pacing is different. Um, I, Yeah. I think the pacing between like during each arc and between the three arcs it, is a little odd. I don't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It, it definitely, I think could have been better. And I think particularly in the second arc, there are a couple of things that, that felt a little rushed mm-hmm. where and, and part of this is me just wanting more of it. Yeah, we're like, we're gonna
1: nitpick for sure. Like, like yeah, we are right? all into league. And we all enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like at the at the very least, we all say that it's a fucking awesome series, and anyone oh, who hasn't yeah. seen it should go watch it. That's yeah, the, for the, sure. Yeah, yep.
2: that, that I think is the yeah, the, the, the bottom line. But like I, I would have wanted to see a lot more things happen more slowly and us to have more time to like let them develop as opposed to just like well this happened and this is the result of things Mm -hmm. and i think particularly a lot of that becomes more evident in some of the conversations i had with other people about the show and the kind of how they viewed certain plot points or characters where they're like well this was entirely unearned is something that i would seen or like This character didn't change or like this plot point just kind of happened and it's like well they did set up the threads it was just either like really quickly and you didn't have time to process it or it's like you need to dig a lot into that character and their motivations to understand why that could maybe happen so quickly Mm -hmm. um like i think I, i think one criticism a lot of people had was the the romance between mel and jace Mm -hmm. um and saying like it came out of nowhere it wasn't earned like it doesn't make sense like i I think i I saw a lot of comments about that and i think in the surface level context of the show i mean it did happen very quickly and while i wouldn't agree that it came out of nowhere it, it definitely wasn't something they spent a huge amount of time like setting you up for and expecting I mean, we come from an American or North American media background where, you know, the will they, won't they for seven seasons is like a blockbuster formula. So having characters who are mutually attracted to each other just get together within, you know, a year seems off for media. But that being said, I I think it was a, a very realistic depiction for those characters. And I think that like, a lot of people are like, Jace seems like, so dependent and so like all in on it right away and it's like okay well this is also a character who was like moments away from killing himself a month ago and this one person sponsoring his research who's also like a manipulative person who's calculating everything she does like you know she took over and like literally swept his entire world away like it's not out of line to think that he would let that person become his world instantly mm-hmm. because literally that's what happened, right? He was ready to end it. And her and Victor like allowed him to have a life that went on. Yeah. And so I, I also, like, sorry, i, didn't I mean to not off. No, you're, I you're good. Gonna... I mean, there's a lot of character points like that, that I could make about like any one of the characters in the show.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I, I like every single character. I, there's not a character that I I dislike in the entire show mm-hmm. um, That being said I, I do think that yeah, You could argue Jace is like one of the characters That his writing feels like it could have been more fleshed out with like a more time but i also can just attribute to that that to like him as a character being this like naive kind of kid who is thrown into this like world you know what i mean like he because yeah. his decisions do change like his decisions and the way he like uh who he lines himself with and what he wants to do does change episode to episode pretty frequently um mm-hmm. but i don't know i also just take that as him just being like young and like kind of just thrown into yeah. this whole like yeah world, I,
2: right? I think that that makes a lot of sense for that character and that yeah that's another criticism I've seen is, like, Jace literally does anything anyone tells him to do and doesn't yeah. have any agency. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, again, okay, well, let's let's think about the character, right? It's, like, he was pretty well off, like, a good student from a pretty okay household. Like, he, he had a path into a, a pretty nice life. And now he's, like, fully in the big leagues. The weight of the world is on his shoulder. Like, everyone is expecting everything from him. And he's got, like, two people he trusts. And so when they tell him things, he he does kind of take it because he doesn't have that experience. And you can see it change further and further into the show as he begins kind of prioritizing his own plans more and more. And then, you know, obviously in in the final arc, like when it burns him because he killed some kids yeah. and he suddenly now has like this little bit of like, I don't know if I can go through with this, but it's like this is a character developing and changing and he's not the Jace that we know yet. Mm-hmm. Isn't Right. It's like, they're like, well, he's not the cocky, confident thinks he can do everything. It was like, no, he's not that guy yet. But as someone who went through all of this and like all of this shit goes down and it's, you know, I listened to literally anyone else and look at all the bad stuff that happened. That's how Jace becomes the egomaniac is he starts mm-hmm. going, I can literally only trust myself because I'm better than everyone. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: I think it's just like the contrast of his like mm-hmm. dra- uh, like fast changes compared to everyone else too uh, yeah. in the show. Like everyone else mm-hmm. changes like has a character arc, but they're pretty minor changes outside of like Jinx, which is a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Nick, what about you? Like you, what are your thoughts like overall, I guess?
0: Uh, I mean, overall, yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic show. I uh, obviously enjoyed watching all of it. Uh, my girlfriend, I think, really enjoyed it. Um, She I, I really appreciated not having to go into it with any league knowledge and still being (laughs) able to appreciate it. Um, But there was also a lot of really cool things that like a lot of Easter eggs. And if you pay attention, you know, the kind of characters that belong in this, in this place, like, uh, you know, that Piltover and Zahn is going to have echo at some point. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. even without the reveal towards the end, you can, you know, you can kind of see like, okay, well there's a hidden, like Hextech kid and we, we saw this character earlier. Like, uh, he's yeah. probably going to come back at some point. And being able to see that was really cool. Yeah. That being said, I think, um, I, I actually think Jinx was one of my least favorite aspects of the show. Uh, it, it almost came across as, and obviously, this is her intended role, um, or her like obvious inspiration, but it felt a little too like Harley Quinn esque, um, mm-hmm. for, for my liking. Uh, so sort of like, exaggerated harley quinn um i think the like like towards the towards the middle of the of the seat the series i guess like towards the end where it starts to actually get into um the uh the dynamic between her vi and silco was like was it was really cool um and i i did appreciate that um but in between like a lot of her choices are like made a little bit of sense but not much and uh, she just seemed really over the top like uh, as, as a character but uh, i mean overall I like i i really enjoyed the show i'm very excited for season two um i don't know if i have too much to add <laughs> that you guys yeah. didn't already talk about
2: <laughs> um yeah so i, I guess not taking specific into character profiles from like a, a bigger picture i really really liked the show i think probably to me the the biggest like the, the strongest thing the show has going for it is I think the art and the animation was fantastic.
0: Oh hundred percent right? like
2: I think to me my number one has got to be like the the art direction um and then like followed closely after would be probably like the choreography and music because I think the, the fight choreography in a lot of them was amazing it looked great the the music I think throughout was pretty solid and fit oh, the, the tone sting song well. at
1: the end oh my fucking mm-hmm. god um yeah very good
2: (laughs) yeah um you know the 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 world building was really nice like we got to see big you know insights into Piltover and what will become known as Zahn and like there there's a lot there of like okay you get to learn about these characters and what life is like here and like what is the average Joe doing to get by in this area like what are everyday people's problems and you know that stuff, I think, is always really nice to see in, in a well-developed world. Um, I, I think, like, the characters are, are very good. Obviously, some were better written than others. Mm-hmm. Same with dialogue. I think, for the most part, very good. Some of it, it was hit or miss. Um, you know, I, I would say, like, you know, those first three factors, I'd probably say, like, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Characters and dialogue, I'd probably say, like, 8, eight and a half. Um, th- there wasn't much I, I strongly disliked. Um, and again, I mean, if you want to, you can nitpick any show, but I think overall super, super, super good. And as evidenced in the conversations we've had in this discussion that I've had out in the discord, it's like the, the character studies in the show, again, I, I think that there's a lot more to it than people initially give. Um, and that you can, you can dig into any one of those characters a lot, a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want more. That's, that's the I biggest guess, thing. We all really liked my, it and want more.
1: My, uh, two things just like, we can go over like one by one really quick before we end this is, um, uh, first of all, I just want to like touch on like, yeah, the character like development and stuff like that. the, f- Craziest thing about this show, in my opinion, is yeah, I like all the League characters. I think Caitlyn is fun. I think Jinx is fun. I, yada yada yada. But all the characters that aren't League characters are so fucking sick. Silco is one of my favorite like characters in like media. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. uh, Savica like is fucking mm-hmm. crazy awesome as a character. Like, it's crazy that the the League of Legends show has characters that are not League of Legends characters that I enjoy just as much as the League of Legends characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're.
2: The, the amount of characters that weren't lead characters that were huge in it, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Silco, Savika, Vander, who, Mel. Who is Savika
0: again? Was that Mel's mom? No, no,
2: Savika is the number one henchman with, like, the robo arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Silco, yeah. so fucking cool. Um, right, like, they, they do a really good job bringing these new characters in and having them really matter. Um, yeah. As well as just some of them being super badass. I, I think... Silco is one of my favorite characters again like he he's approaching some one of my like in, in that list of like top characters of all time he's such a fucking good villain mm-hmm. and like it's so clear right because he's he's not the cookie cutter like in my opinion like bad villain who's just purely evil and is very boring because of it right like he's not dio in the first act yeah of dio. yeah yeah um it's like he thinks he's the good guy and yeah. honestly he like he is the good guy in his perspective and he's he's a you know he's an antagonist but he's not necessarily a bad guy mm-hmm. you know his methods are questionable his his reasoning is questionable but ultimately like this is a man who feels he was wrong by piltover and wants better for his community
1: dude the, but, the fucking like, scene <laughs> Uh, when he, like, when Jace pretty well offers him, like, hey, you guys can go and create, like, um, Zon, right? Uh, Like, mm-hmm. you can have your own, like, mm-hmm. uh, sovereign nation almost. Um, And he then has the conversation where Jinx, where it's like, it's everything I wanted, but, like, I would give it all up. It's like, holy fuck, as a villain, I 100% believe him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though he's, like, slimy, like, it-, it gives me chills because it feels like... It just feels so like raw. You know what I mean. It's I think so like crazy.
0: The 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 thing you're, I'm making an assumption. The thing you're looking for is like that's very easy to to put yourself in the in his shoes. Yeah. Right. To to have everything that you want finally on the table. But if it means losing the person that you that you care the most yeah. about, like more than anything in the entire world, like, it. You say that you'll do anything for this, but like, when mm. push comes to shove, like, is it truly anything? and just because that's no like that makes you a villain from from yeah. you know the perspective of, of other people yeah I like, also, it's a really cool dynamic
2: yeah i i also really really liked the scene with the other cam where oh, he yeah, started yeah. like pumping in the yeah, gas yeah that was yeah because like it's it's another one of those where you like really you know get get to see like raw who Silco is where right it's like my people have been like fucked over by the environment we're in right it's like all of you guys got rich and fat and weak Mm -hmm. and i am prepared to take that away from all of us if that means furthering the goals right it's like you know we we can have the the high life in the meantime while we're working towards our final goal the second that stops serving our final goal like i will end all of you and we'll start eating sludge and being in like the fucking gas pits again if that's gonna help further the goals
1: Mm -hmm. like i I guess like um if like we just like on end with like um just kind of going around and like maybe saying like who your favorite character was and why your favorite maybe like scene and uh what you want from the next season i feel like that would be a kind of a good ending point sure nick you go ahead Mm,
0: i think my favorite character i'm gonna say characters um (laughs) Because I, I think uh, you go for it to to pair. I think Caitlin and Vi were my favorite. Yeah, um, I think they served such a like such a good juxtaposition between one another of like very inexperienced by the book, like like the perfect buddy cop like yeah. duo. You know, Vi being the street smart like uh, you know I'll get it done by any means necessary, and Caitlyn being like, well, but we have to do it by the book, or or else we can't do it at all, and like being very inexperienced. I thought that was like. Anytime they were on screen, like it was a good time uh, Mm -hmm. and their relationship developed pretty interestingly Mm -hmm. as the, as the show progressed.
2: I I also like how they didn't fall into the trope of the, by the book one being useless. Yeah. That happens a lot where it's like, there were so many times where both of them had shortcomings because of their method, right? Where it's like, we did it by the book and failed because of that, or we didn't follow the procedure and now Vi is stabbed at the bottom of a pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we didn't take our time to, to plan this out, right? Yeah, like th- there were both sides of it. What would you say you're looking forward to most in the the next chunk of the story?
0: Um, I guess like really the uh, moving from Caitlyn and Vi to Caitlyn and Vi versus Jinx. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more like canonical classic league of legends you know uh like cop portion of it yeah um where i think it's going to be really interesting to like you you're probably going to cheer for you're probably going to end up cheering for vi or uh caitlin and vi but you're also going to end up cheering for jinx at some points um just because of how you know familiar with the story you are
1: yeah Mm
2: -hmm. And, and i think that there's you know ultimately i think vi become or jinx becomes more of just a force of like pure chaos and destruction mm-hmm. as opposed to like silko's goal of unifying and making the independent nation of zahn yeah right yeah. so it's like that he's probably going to succeed and then at some point we're i think going to lose Silco, whether it be he's dead in prison whatever it might be and you know at some point in the progression of, of that storyline is when Did, we get just full <laughs> chaos jinx versus Kate. And am, I,
0: am I misremembering? Didn't he die in the very last episode?
1: He's pretty dead. Yeah, for sure. But oh yeah. We, sorry. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I wanted to make sure, cause I was going to talk about that earlier. Like I don't want him to come back because <laughs> yeah. I think it, it makes that scene less important if he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sure no, that's I, pretty I, dead. I, no, that's okay. He, that's okay.
2: He, yeah, he is. He is. Um, But like, I, I guess his his goals will die once they're, I guess, successful. Zon will unite at some point and, like, be given the full, you know, you're your own nation state thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point, you know, we're going to have the full chaos vo- uh, jinx. I keep messing that up. Who, I, I think the, the only time we'll really, really root for her is when her fully chaotic actions just happen to kind of benefit society, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well she she fucked up this corrupt regime not to fix anything but just because she happened to shoot a rocket at that building yeah and that's where the evidence was <laughs> um aiden how about you favorite character characters and what you're looking forward to in the next arc
1: yeah so um i mean Silco is definitely my favorite character i think he's the best written character that being said i, I completely agree with nick like the vi jinx if i um caitlin dynamic actually there wasn't a not enjoyable moment in the Mm -hmm. entire series with them. Um, And I feel like it's just actually almost perfection. I think Uh, there's, I just hope that we get more of that in the future. Um, But looking towards actual story stuff, um, I, I think I'm most interested in Hextech and its link with Shimmer in the Void. I think that is the thing that was like teased the most of like Mm -hmm. Hextech somehow being linked to Void, Shimmer kind of being linked to like Void in some regards. And I mean, uh, dude, the Void is fucking cool. And I think a lot of cool storylines can come out of that. I don't think we'll fully get into them, but I think we'll at least like get that opened up in the next season. Um, And I also just really quickly want to touch on my favorite like actual scene um, from the show. I love how fucking subtle this is. Some people I've talked to haven't noticed it. You know when Victor in his little toy boat when he's like a kid, he like is racing the little toy boat and he can't like catch up to it. it, like he eventually meets Singed or whatever the juxtaposition after he gets like his hex tech augments and he like runs for the first time there's a boat in the background that he eventually outpaces and that fucking oh, like, it, dude it's really so cool. it's just so fucking cool getting outrun by his toy boat as a child then outrunning like an actual boat in the background mm-hmm. as like just yeah. subtle symbolism it, it actually gives me like goosebumps it's so fucking sick just like small mm-hmm. little things that, like that that they just don't have to do but it just means so much
2: yeah I think one other thing it, at the beginning of that scene the like girl on the rock asking what he's doing is yeah. sky who later becomes the assistant. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people miss that yeah. either that or it's a, that. a different character who's all, who's also named sky. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, really doubt that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys, uh, had a chance to, um, uh, Savannah and I have been watching things with subtitles on because we've been watching yeah. great British Breakoff off and they speak a different language than we do. Yeah. um, mm-hmm but there is very spoily spoiler heavy things if you yeah, know, I, if you have the subtitles on
1: i didn't notice but like apparently yeah in like episode 1 uh it is it says Singe is talking when it's like the Silco mm-hmm. is like yeah when it's just a dude
2: up, doing yep. like science in the back yeah
1: because i didn't pick up on that i'm like holy fuck that's singed like later and then i realized i eventually put it together I'm like oh that's the guy from the beginning uh and yeah. i'm spoiled by that but like i feel like they could have probably <laughs> hid that one because that was would have been a good reveal as like yeah uh, otherwise mm-hmm.
2: yeah some some of that was i i mean i mean i watch the subtitles on and so it was interesting and like cool because it was like, hey, that's singed. But also it's like, that would have been a better payoff later once we saw the character more. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, that's singed. Um, yeah. So I would say favorite characters, probably Silco and I, I really liked Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say like Vander by proxy, but I think Silco is more and like silko's story contains vander and more yeah. um but I, I think victor was also another character that like developed interestingly throughout and like was a very cautionary tale of like human endeavors and like curiosity where it was like push the boundary push the boundary push oh fuck no we pushed too far <laughs> <laughs> um and that was like he, he's a good character for that um favorite scene one of mine that i out like the fight scene between echo and jinx yeah the oh the stylized it's, just, it's so fucking yeah it cool. was so good man like that that scene is just like a, a hall of fame fucking fight scene from like any animated show yeah um as for things i i really want to see coming up i mean i think there's a lot of like long-term storyline threads that could happen uh you know like aiden was mentioning the stuff with the void shimmer and progression of hextech i I, i'm gonna go smaller in scale give me give me 10 hours of content with just echo and heimerdinger (laughs) give me more heimer and echo content (laughs) i want more
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that was Um, pretty fun
2: rachel rachel also really enjoyed those two characters and like i just want more i Mm just like all of it, as with all of it, I, I want more. But, like, I want more Heimerdinger and Echo. And I hope that they don't fast forward through that development and that it gets more more screen time Yeah, in the, in the
1: coming episodes. Yeah, yeah they take I mean, their time with it. They have infinite money, so, like... It, it, just it does make money. me a
0: little sad that, like, this is... These are the characters that they have decided to go with in the, in the, the universe that they want to expound upon. Because while it was super good i feel like there are more interesting characters elsewhere at least to me personally um and, and it I, I don't know it's a little sad that like we're not going to get that f- at, if ever for a very long time i guess know? the I,
1: only thing that i was surprised about is like how many things that already like are already lightly tied in though like void is lightly tied in Noxus is lightly tied in through like moderna right um that's true yeah like I, I feel like they've actually done a pretty good job of like setting it up like yeah there's zero title like Freljord for example yeah mm-hmm. there's zero title like uh Shurima, really right now right but like they've at least like kind of branched out like lightly and I feel like that's a good starting point at least um, mm-hmm. cuz right if you if you branch out to Noxus which obviously is a factor that will play uh probably maybe next season if not then the next season after that um that you'll probably hear about Demacia right like if True. Noxus is involved um I, I it's interesting so
2: yeah, for sure. There's a lot of ways they could go, and it's. I mean, I think that that's all. You know, all of our thing is we, we want a lot more of it, and we want yeah. more of these stories, and we want more of other stories, and we want more of the world. And it's like, at some point, they have to choose, unless they decide that they want to hire ten more studios to do the the Demacia one and the the Frailyard one and the Shurima one.
1: Um, yeah, they, they've kept the studio for like all their animated stuff for the past couple years, so I'm assuming they're probably just going to stick with them. Um, yeah. But the, at hopefully. least, at least now they know it's successful enough that they can have zero downtime between finishing season two and starting season three, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those yeah. things that when you're guaranteed, you can at least like start making like future plans rather than like just hoping it works.
0: <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the show is a banger show; like, it was really yeah. good. Oh yeah! So very excited yeah. for more. Awesome. 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 That'll so do that's it for you yeah that'll do it for the end of the show thank you guys for listening if you want to send us an email it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com you can watch us on twitch at KingLardOut at bluebasket and at leadcastfrost tweet at us at leadcast on facebook we are leadcast visit our website leadcastpodcast.com join our discord server discord.gg forward slash leadcast and finally support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash leadcast thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week Bye.
1: Bye, bye